everyone, and welcome back to the Remodeled Love podcast. I am your polyamorous mama, Jessica Daylover. Dropped the levity if you missed that update. And with me, <laughs> licking their salt and vinegar chip, kettle chip fingers, is my metamore, Ash Daylover. I'm sorry if I was doing that in the mic and it was like really gross ASMR, but hi. Did you finish your chips, darling? There's some crumbs in the bag, but I didn't want to be obnoxious. I think you should get your crumbs. This is the exclusive episode, baby. You can just do whatever you want. And giving me the look is Daddy. <laughs> Daddy Day Lover in the house. Um, okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> what the... I should have seen what that coming. Okay, maybe I'll get those crumbs later. I just aspirated a crumb. You didn't? Oh my God, remember when I had to go get an x-ray for aspirating a piece of garlic? Oh yeah, on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you took down a whole clove of garlic, dude. That was stuck. that. I saw my life flash before my eyes. <laughs> like that was shit was scary. Ooh, I don't want to go back there. Ooh, I have trauma. <gasps> Move it on. Yeah. Okay. So exclusive episode. I want to pick up from where we left off before. We talked about getting stoned before we recorded another episode, which I am happy to say we did, and it's been fun. It's been a little. <laughs> A little brackety. It's been a meandering ride. Yeah. yeah really yeah. curious to listen back because when I get stoned, I like time hop and I don't really remember anything. So yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what did I just say? It'll mm-hmm. be delightful. Yeah. Thank you so much for being a patron. That means the world to us. We have a goal of getting <laughs> to a thousand patrons before the end of Q1. What? what? Um, which is not actually how we think. We don't, but I've just been watching a lot of like satirical business TikToks lately. <laughs> People are making fun of Q1, Q4. So, but also, yeah, I don't know. Why not? See, that would be amazing. I really was like, I really want to see if I can grow the Patreon. I have ideas about how to do that. And then it started working. I was like, shit. Okay. I'm, I think I'm pretty good at what I do, I guess. How's that ROI looking? <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate y'all because podcasting is a huge piece of it. And um, it's so fucking fun to podcast with you guys. It's been really sad the last few days. We have had all the intention to podcast, but, you know, life, kids, work, tiredness, all the stuff um, just hasn't happened. So when well, I was gone for like seven and days. And then you were gone before that. So today was getting late with the youngest bedtime because... And can't be tamed. Can't um, be tamed. Uh, Miley Cyrus reference for those of you who don't know. Um, You're fired if you don't know that. Yeah. I'll we never even hired you, but out. I'll hire you just to fire you. Um, <laughs> <if> you- <laughs> that, that's an Ian Sorensen yeah. line. That's so funny. Is that from something? I don't know. Dude, okay, so this that was an improvised line, no joke, in a mm-hmm. utility player show a million years ago, and I remember it because it was so fucking funny. You just, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so our youngest was not officially in his crib until like 10 p.m., but then needed a lot 10 30. of 10:30, 10:30, but then needed a bunch of interventions. Anyways, um, Jess was like, um, you know, is it too late to podcast? You know, cause we all have cleaning to do house cleaning to do. Should we just like clean? I'm like, no, let's podcast because one, it's hanging out with your besties. Yeah. Like, I'd rather do that than clean any day. Yeah. It's been so much fun. It's, it's, and so thank you guys for doing the podcast. Um, Dr. M is so sad. I mean, he wants to be here every time we podcast and, and we just got to that point where we're like, we have to just podcast no matter who can come. Um, but he is still in his lab doing mad scientist things. He's on a very stressful deadline and he really wanted to be here. And we really want to tell you guys 
all the details about the sex party we went to that I know all the patrons know about because they have at this point watched the 40 minute vlog of my experience. But if you haven't yet, go watch that. We That episode's coming. We have not told Ash and Joe anything because we are saving it for the pod. We are that committed to the motherfucking bit. You got me feeling a little like waiting for Godot over here. Yeah, dude, totally. I'm never coming. Mm, yeah. It's coming. Um, so when we left off on the last a little unhinged episode, not unhinged, just really stoned, um, we were I had asked you guys, what are you learning in the realm of polyamory right now? And what are you learning in the realm of parenthood? Uh, Dati answered what you're learning in parenting. You answered what you're learning in polyamory. This is on the public episode. So wherever you get your podcast, this is the last episode we released. And um, I answered what I'm learning in parenthood. So I'd like us to flip and answer the other one. So Dati, what are you currently learning in polyamory? That's a good question because can we come back to me? Because I, I am I don't know. I feel pretty settled in my polyamory. Not that I'm not learning anything. But I don't know, maybe it's the lack of like currently dating someone. But there's still new. something between you and Ash, me and you. Sure. Nesting, polycule. Yeah, like that one time you said that you were going to cuddle me in bed and watch a movie and then it was 30 minutes and you were upstairs with Jess. Wait, what happened? He's never upstairs with me. It was like the, a random time oh. where he was upstairs with you. I was like, I'm, I'm trying to make drama you. where there is no drama oh, at all. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm just pretending. Yeah. <gasps> you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just need to think for a minute. There's plenty of material there, but nothing's cool. coming to mind uh right off. Fair. Shish. Um, I think so I was I was telling Joe before we started a podcast that my answer to the parenting thing was so similar to his that there's really not much to say. I feel like when it comes to what I'm learning about parenting, Honestly, just the classic, you know, the cliche, letting go, letting go of attachment. Um, and also really uh, being careful with like how quick I am to judge or try to nip something in the bud. Like, you know, like this is your kids having a really hard time. You know, they're not giving you a hard time. They're having a hard time. And then you're like, well, here's time for the lesson, you little creature who have done wrong to thy brother uh, you know i'm going to you know make this some kind of judgment zone uh so yeah just been really leaning into trying to shift that to pause to take a breath does he really need to be judged right now he is probably judging himself it doesn't matter if he's like cockley saying he doesn't care or i'd do it again mm-hmm. um no i don't really think he would i do think that he does care so i don't need to join in on that you know So I think that's one thing I'm learning about parenting and what I'm learning about co-parenting is I think 98% of the time we do a bomb ass job as co-parents, um, even without having the same structure of the regular weekly meetings that we used to have for a a long time. Um, but the other 5% of the time I am noticing sometimes where like, because I share a bed with Joe, maybe I can have a bunch of conversations about parenting stuff and it's my hyper-focused special interest. So I do have a lot of conversations with him about parenting and what I'm working on, what I'm wanting to work on, what I'm noticing with myself, what I'm seeing in the kids, you know, um, but sometimes it doesn't get translated to the other co-parents or doesn't get disseminated or shared, um, and I think I would like to get a little bit better about, I don't know, maybe like a bi-weekly something, little check-in. What's everybody working on or thinking about learning and parenting or what's fucking your grill? I don't know. 
that was the whole word. So the question is like, what am I learning in polyamory right now? And I kind of want to take it through like each of my partners. So like what I'm learning in polyamory with Dati is so this fucking dickhead viral YouTube conservative alt-right YouTuber who is obsessed with me and has 2.3 million followers. And me, hey. Yeah, yes. And even more so, Joe. Made Come a, on yet, now. Made yet another video about us. Feature, pulled one of our TikToks, pulled a TikTok of Joe gushing right after I met Dr. M about how happy he was to see me meet somebody who was really amazing and saw me and blah, blah, blah. And it's just this beautiful monologue of my husband being nice to me. And, you know, this person's like, it's like she's married to her gay best friend. And I'm like... You're not wrong. Not far <laughs> from it. I mean, he's getting queerer every year. Dude, totally. <laughs> and so th- it's this pejorative, basically, like, dumping, dunking on Joe's, like, masculinity. Like, this isn't a marriage. That's just her gay best friend. And I'm like, I mean, kind of. I love that for us. That's fine with me. We're not your traditional polyamorous couple in the sense that we don't have a sexual relationship anymore. We have retired that part of our relationship, but we're still super romantically involved in like besties for lifey. So yeah, you know what? I do have one of the healthiest marriages and most sustainable marriages I've ever seen in my life. And yeah, maybe that's why. And it's the right, it's the kind of person you want. I think a lot of young people are realizing in a, in another co-parent is this kind of person. And not the kind of person that a lot of people typically end up marrying, usually for their first marriage. Mm. I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I guess what I would, to summarize what I would say I'm learning with you right now is just that, I don't know, we just make a really fucking good team. And if I had one recommendation as far as, okay, you're polyamorous, which means you don't need one person to check all of the boxes I recommend marrying, nesting with, and if you want kids, having kids with someone who feels like your gay best friend, if not literally your gay best friend. Um, yeah. Word. <laughs> so what am I learning in polyamory right now with regard to my boyfriend, Dr. M, so much? We've been together now for a year and now we're officially nested And I just made some content called um, Sex Parties, Polyamory, and the Fear of Expansion. And it was just all about this journey I have been on and I'm always on based on the trauma in my life where I am fearing not so much my partner penetrating another human, but the thing that I am actually insecure about and in resistance to is just the expansion of their heart and them as a person. And even though intellectually and consciously, I am like, this is what I want for you. It's still based on my trauma, the thing that I'm afraid of. And when you do the shadow work on that, what you find is that your fear of your partner's expansion is really just fear of your own. And so that is where I try to keep the work at all time of well, what in me is fearing my own expansion and can I keep the focus there? And so that is what I took into our big sex party experience. And it was explosive to say the least. <laughs> I'm so curious. Is there any part of the fear of expansion that has to do with like fearing a change in the status quo as far as your dynamic with that person? So I feel like normally that's a really like obvious go-to question, but I, with him, like he's so safe in that way that I would be able to negotiate mm whatever I want the status quo to be. And it's really just an opportunity for me to 
make sure that I know what that is and that I'm able to ask for it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, ultimately we are very secure. We are nested. So like, I feel like that's a really secure place to come from with a partnership. Cool. Yeah. Any other... (laughs) <laughs> Any other? You were folk? conspicuously. It felt like there was an ellipsis at the end. Totally You're like, yes, okay. So there was an ellipsis for the question as far as what am I learning with all of my partners? Okay, so yes, there is a third figure that has made the entrance in, which is why it's so funny that I'm like, the fear of expansion is really just the fear of my own because as soon as I leaned into that, my fucking world expanded. But I say that. With all, you know, humility and learning to be a content creator who captures my life in real time while and wanting to tell the truth of those stories in a way I know a lot of my colleagues are very not comfortable with. I'm actually okay with it. But what I'm always on the lookout for is is the telling of the story, is is the experiment, the observer affecting the experiment, right? And so um, having very open conversations with those people about you know, if at any point we feel that the capturing of our story is affecting its progress, I genuinely want the highest good, the destiny of our love story to be what it's meant to be. Ultimately, I'm a spiritual bitch and I just want the highest good that I cannot know because I am surrendered to a higher being. Amen. But. Uh... <laughs> what? So tell me, what are your thoughts on why a person might be afraid of their own expansion? Um. So. I think a person, well, can we circle back to that? Yeah. Okay, so. I want to hear about your boo. Okay, so first of all, first of all, I'm like, I don't know what to call it. I don't know what to call it because there's so much humility because the relationship represents something that I said that I would never do. (laughs) We love that for me, Um, which is long distance. Um, And so we're just dating. We're just dating. But I'm like, but that is what we would be doing if they were not long distance. We would be dating here. And so we have one date a week. It's super cute. He just sent me $15 because he said if we were in person, we would be going on a coffee date and he wanted me to buy the coffee or he wanted to buy it. So he sent me $15 so that I could buy the coffee before our coffee date tomorrow. That is so cute. It's so funny. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that we're having a coffee date tomorrow and he's buying. How fucking cute is that? Um, Yeah. And so I've been... Just keeping it really like, I mean, the NRE is fucking coursing through my veins, which is its own beast. Um, But we're just like, oh, tomorrow's our third date. That's all. That's all. How bad have you been? What do you mean? With the NRE. Oh, um, pretty good, actually. Yeah. It's just like, maybe enough that there's a little bit of a dopamine crash, like when uh you know where it's where it's not <laughs> you're like oh i'm craving a hit that's not good um <laughs> but it's pretty chill it's pretty chill it's i've definitely been worse um <laughs> why are you laughing it's cute no 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 yeah like no no i'm just like i'm i'm appreciating yeah oh yeah right on right on um so i've been like very like well i don't know what i'm learning yet because we're just dating you know just dating Um, and I'm trying to, you know, keep, learn a bunch of boundaries of how to do long distance and also have the job that I have. And yeah. And so it's just lots of conversations, lots of boundaries. And, um, I was really leaning into, um, why I said that I will never do long distance and what I've been really curious about that. (laughs) About what? Like, 
how like you're just very like a hundred percent no long distance yeah. i could oh, yeah. never yeah. i would never yeah, and yeah, yeah here you are i know it's so we love the humility it's great we love the famous last words around here yeah totally well okay so two things one object impermanence and adhd people so when things are just like right not in front of me i'm just like i can't I'm so burnt out in my life that I just if something's not right in front of me it doesn't exist anymore and so I really just assumed I was incapable of it not that I had some moral like I wouldn't but just that that sounds really hard and my biggest fear is that I would like lead someone on and be like oh I really like you sorry I didn't talk to you for nine days the fuck like I didn't mean to do that you know (laughs) and so that's just been my fear Mm. is that I'm not capable of long distance connections for that reason all that to say The first lesson that I am like learning is the way that I don't want things unless I can have more and even more and even more and even more. Mm, Yep. That escalator and not even just the escalator, but the all like just the most of it. There's the capitalistic. It's only good if I can have more. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's like really like getting off the escalator, like recognizing that just because you can't have the most of something doesn't mean that it's not its own thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's talk about my goal in life is to have hoes in all the area codes. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> hoes in the codes. Yeah. The saga begins. Yeah. And you have a comet partner. Absolutely. Yeah. And Wait. it's just like such a nice, I think having a comet partner is such a nice thing to have in the rotation, in the recipe of a polyamorous life that you're building. Um, And so for me to like have a comet partner, I have to like get used to (laughs) the fact that it's just not there all the time. And it's not something to be consumed every single day in the same way that the rest of the people that I am deeply in love with, I have access to at all times okay so educate me all like with the <laughs> educate me on comet partner because i feel like comet to me signifies that you're not really communicating or talking much outside you're of right the, outside of the time point. that you are physically so i wouldn't say i wouldn't denote my relationship as a comet you partner. have a long distance anchor partner you're right you i'm say? sorry i don't know why i said that but I think I've actually heard them use it. And I was kind of like, huh. Comet, it really just depends on what polyamorous you're talking to as far as the definition of it. For some people, they're like, it is like a really strong dynamic. It's just that it's like far away and it's like somewhat less connected. Other people use Comet for like long distance anchor partner. I get confused sometimes. No, that's true. No, I, my, You guys are kind of in between because you maybe. don't talk all the time, but it's also not the most comedy thing I've ever seen. No, we have. Well, we have. But you're so consistent and committed. Absolutely. We've been friends for a really long time and we have quarterly visits lined up. There's a weekly phone call and texting in between, but not a whole lot. I'd say the subs- the, the substance is more on the phone calls. That's for sure. Yeah. So when it comes to like whatever that connection is, then I'm definitely doing the, uh, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> I, you guys give me and Dr. M so much shit about like downplaying things. The, ew, totally. Touche. I, well, do you feel like I'm downplaying it? Because I'm pretty honest with the intensity of the connection. I think that the honesty of the intensity, maybe it just got intense in the last yeah. week and a half. I have definitely felt one, or I've been curious if you've been <laughs> downplaying it because sometimes when you would talk about it, I'm like, ooh, this sound, this sounds really like something. But then you're like, well, like in tomorrow, 
and you know and I'd be, yeah you know, so. oh ooh, so interesting so yeah well humbly i can say yes <laughs> As somebody who's triggered by partners downplaying connections, I very humbly show up to the reality that that is the shadow showing up for me, that I actually do that. The difference to me is that the, the downplaying that triggers me is when I think someone's like lying. They Mm. are downplaying because they feel like they have to manipulate a connection because of mononormativity or whatever. I am downplaying out of a need for safety Mm. of like, I don't know how to do this in a way that is like, is it even real if it's not here? And I'm trying to move slowly and have boundaries and containers. And I know I like somebody a lot and we've been on three dates. Yeah. And if I might add, I think the difference is like, so you will definitely downplay, I can say with this relationship, but you also lean into the but it also could be this. It could grow to this. It could expand. It could not. Whereas I think that Datty and Dr. M, or I'll speak for Datty. I don't want to speak for Dr. M. Um, well, they're not here. Um, I think for Datty, it's, no, I don't think I have the energy for this at all. And I don't see it ever. And then <laughs> and then that triggers something in myself and just like, ever? Like, what? Like, that yeah. makes it feel like Thank there's you. like some lack Thank of you. like awareness yeah. or, yeah. More to the point, I would say things like, <laughs> okay. oh. well, well, no, to, to, really following up on what you just said. So it actually, I think you just want a more specific reading of where I'm at emotionally. And that would be, I'm interested in other connections. I just don't want to put much effort toward it. Mm. Uh, you know that feels similar to like it's not it's not the details aren't the same of what I'm doing but it feels similar to what I'm doing of the sense that I'm like that's bullshit <laughs> you would you would and that's wait why is it bullshit that's what Dr. M says too because I just it's famous last words it's famous last words <laughs> and we all know it what, what famous like what's gonna shift yeah, totally. We're all full of shit. We're all is, fucking no, hypocrites. No, no, Every asking, single one of us. Uh, well, what, no, I'm asking, why is it famous last words in this case? Because you'll, in my mind, you say something like, I'm just not going to put any effort in. In like a month from now, you meet this person that sparks something that then suddenly you're doing that. Now and, you have capacity. And now you suddenly have capacity. And it's like, but you just said you wouldn't do that. And then you're like, well this is the exception which is totally what i'm doing and i'm full of shit (laughs) more perhaps on the dating front i don't want to put i don't want to put effort into finding building if it happens naturally out in the wild meet cutes all about it you know where it's sort of evolves into a it's the thing that i would say at the beginning of our polyamory journey before i did any online dating is what i mean do you think it would feel you do you think if when Joe and Dr. M are talking about this, it would feel less like threatening and more disarming if they simply added at the end of their I don't want or have capacity and I don't see it happening if they added but you also never know what could change. Do you think <sighs> yes. it would yes. it would bring up maybe, yes. maybe 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 that's a request. What about you? But Oh. Because you and I are the same. Yes. Don't just throw me under the bus. Like no, we no, are the I same. Was, I was just, I was just, you know, <laughs> just a little referee well, I, over here. I, I have oh, a, shit. I have a rebuttal to this. <laughs> what? Because it gets annoying. 
Hi friends, if you're interested in hearing the rest of this episode, and I recommend you do because it gets real interesting after this, you can do that by joining our Patreon or subscribing on Spotify. And if you join on Patreon, you not only get access to the rest of this episode, but all of our exclusive episodes and all of the content we've been producing on there for the past two years. Check out patreon.com slash remodeledlove.